Good morning and welcome to the Dead 3 Coaching and Leadership Podcast. We are in the second half of our series where we are talking about how to build an empowered team, what an empowered team is, and um, what you need to possibly consider, right? Um, Simon Sinek had a great point in a video I watched a week or so ago where he talked about, he gave this talk. He was just getting going. If you don't know who Simon Sinek is, I really encourage you to go to YouTube and find him. He put a book out. Uh, I believe it's called Start With Your Why, um, Why, W-H-Y. And so he gave this, he was given this talk. He was just getting going in this space of business and leadership and how to build teams, how to build people. Um, and he's, a, he's an online mentor of mine. He's really good. And he was given this talk or in an interview where he was talking to a bunch of executives. And maybe it was his first time ever speaking. And he gave this one hour talk about what these executives at this very successful company should be doing or should be considering or should be discussing. And when it was over, this older gentleman stood up or raised his hand and said, why should we believe you in any of this? You're just a, some young guy that hasn't run any businesses, hasn't been at this level, has never been a CEO or et cetera, right? I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing from what I remember and, um, and what I took away from that talk. And Simon Sinek sat there and said, don't. Don't do any of this. And that's okay. He said, I am no expert. I don't have all the answers. And he said, and I have it in my notes here, all I have is a point of view. All I have is a perspective. All I have are ideas. So don't do it. It doesn't hurt my feelings. Am I young? Am I new? Blah, blah, blah. Yes. All I have is a point of view. So I say that because it, it just triggered in my mind. Like, I hope that you're finding these lessons valuable for you to consider options, ideas, strategies, tactics as you now drive to work, listening to this on your way to work. Think about how you can build an empowered team. But really, like this is, I get in trouble for this sometimes. But you, if you're rolling into work right now and you're listening to this, take, take any idea you can. You can't do them all. Take one thing away and really sit there and say, what can I learn today, do today, hear today that I can take my team to the next level and I can build the best team in my town, in this industry, in the country. Like that's just how I would operate. How can I, what can I learn? What can I say? What can I consume? So we are getting people and our teams better to be the best. That's what I get in trouble for sometimes is continuing to talk about becoming and doing the best. But anyway, what is kind of funny I did this episode yesterday and it was a great episode. I was actually really proud of it. I was 20 minutes in, I was rolling. I had all this stuff going. I was uh, in, enjoying it. I was taking notes myself and going through my own notes. I was taking some things down as my own thoughts kind of were circulating. And then I looked at the screen that does my recording and I realized that my, cam uh, my microphone was on mute. So it didn't pick up anything. So I was like, oh, well, we got to do this again. So 
we're giving it another shot, right? I'm sure it'll be significantly different than what I was doing yesterday, but hopefully as good as what I felt was being recorded. So we are on to the second half, pillar number six, I believe, on how to build an empowered team and what that is, why it's important, what you need to consider. Empowered teams, empowered individuals, and doing what you can so your team is the best that it possibly can be. And let's keep this in mind. And I'm off point, off track a little bit. I'm excited this morning. Your team can only be as good as the leadership is. Let me say that again. If you are leading your team, it's only going to be as good as you are. It will only be as good as the message, the care, the accountability, the, the, the vision, the goals, the acknowledgement, the celebration. It's only going to be as good as you are. If you don't bring it every day, if you don't have a plan every day, if you're not thinking of your team and your team members every day, if you're not thinking about your goals and how you can have them be achieved by your team, we're only as good as you. We're only as good as you. So what kind of leader are you? Inspire to action, reality, vision, put it in front, celebration, acknowledgement, dedication, commitment, like all this stuff that we've talked about for now 13 or 12 or 13 lessons. It's on you. If you don't like that responsibility, then we sh- then then you just got to find a different gig. You your team, your products are capable of so much more. And they may be elite right now, but we are capable of more and better. And we've got to get after it. And one of those pillars, if we were to roll through it now, is we're on to pillar six, is execution. If you listened to last week's episode, we went through part one on execution. We are now on to part two of execution, where we're going to talk about three bullet points. But to just go through them again, because now they're ingrained in my head on what it takes to build an empowered team. And we are talking about encouragement and mindset and purpose and ownership and winning and execution. And we've got three more after that, which are which is empathy towards one another and an understanding and results and decision-making, right? So we're kind of at the tail end of this. I'm excited about this series. I hope that you are getting a lot out of it, but as we roll into execution and as I was prepping for this this morning and going through notes and considering what to say, I just stopped on this first sentence that I said in the last episode. And I probably didn't give it as much weight. And it's like eight words, maybe. I don't know how many words that is. Eight or nine to 10 words. And I just stayed on this sentence for a while this morning and just kind of reflected on what it means. Execution involves turning plans into action and delivering on commitments. That is the pillar. You want to build an empowered team? We talked about clear plans. We talked about efficient process last week, but we've got to turn those plans into action. So what that means is, shit, you better have plans. You better have a game plan. You better be strategizing. You better be coming up with tactics. You better have communication. You better be bringing people in and getting their perspective. You better be getting feedback. You better be getting facts and information and an understanding of where you're going, what you're doing, why it's important, who's involved, what roles you need, and the responsibilities to execute on on those roles. You better have all that. You've got to turn those plans 
into action. All right, this is what we're doing. Here's the game plan. Let's start creating momentum. Let's start creating action. Let's get going. Let's do all the other stuff we've talked about. Let's celebrate. Let's acknowledge. Let's own it. Let's make sure we keep our vision and our purpose in front of us. But we've got to do the tail end of this sentence at an absolutely high level. We've got to deliver on our commitments. You've got to deliver on them. which, Which is what? Here's the plan. Here's the vision. Roles, responsibility, ownership, action. Let's go. Now we need to deliver on that game plan. We need to go win. Pillar number five. We've got to deliver on what we said we would do. So I said this in the last episode. I was much longer in the last episode about this. I'll try not to be. But I worked as a consultant coaching and working with software teams uh, many years. Uh, still, we still work with software teams, obviously. Um, but I was a consultant. And we had an engineering team in Chicago that, was, that I was working with. And these people were consultants in the same company as me. There was one lady on that team. And I'll make this story really short or try to make it short. There was one lady on this team who was the most driven, the most passionate, uh, the most action-oriented, the most uh, committed person I've seen in the software world. She was phenomenal. And it was a Friday. We were at the tail end of our sprint, tail end of the week, and there was still work to do at Friday at 3 or 4 p.m. And I remember her gathering the team together and saying, we're not going anywhere. Because this sprint, this segment of work is done today at is done today, or it's done before Monday morning. And I'm not working this weekend. So she said, we are not going anywhere until all this work is done. Now, I've been with software teams where it's not a big deal. It's one or two work items, which are called stories. It's not a big deal. Let's just move on. We'll do it Monday morning. We'll push them to the next sprint. We'll commit to it for the next 10 days after that. Like I've been a part of that but I've never really just seen somebody with the commitment of, we said we would do this. Now we are. So nobody's leaving until this work is done. And everybody understood. And they may have rolled their eyes. They may have bitched and moaned. And they may have just been saying things under their breath about her and about my support of her. But she said, If we can't do this, then we won't commit to it. But we did. So we are. So that group, and it wasn't that much work. All of a sudden, she created a lot of urgency with quality. And they got that stuff done fast. They didn't have to work. And then when Monday came around and we did planning for the next 10 days, a next sprint, they made sure that it was a commitment that they could knock out before a Friday at 4 or Friday at 5. Now, is that extreme? I don't know. I don't know if that's extreme. I know she's the best I've seen. I know that everybody played at her level and they didn't mess around anymore because they knew that the Michael Jordan, the best developer, the most competitive, the most committed, the most dedicated was going to play at a high level and you better play along with her. And it was amazing. So I say that to say execution involves turning plans a sprint, a plan, a 10-day unit of work, a quarter, a sales 
year, whatever it might be, but delivering on those commitments and being competitive to deliver on those uh, commitments. I'm going to read this real quick, and then we'll get into the last three points. But it is, in an empowered team, we talked about efficient execution is is the key to achieving goals. By ensuring that tasks are well-defined, deadlines are met, resources are optimized, that a team can maintain and create momentum. And I like this last phrase in my notes here. And create a reputation for reliability. Let me say that again. The thing thing that I really like... uh, and I'll say it again here a sec, but the thing I really like about some of the teams I work with and when I visit with management and, you know, management executives, whatever it is, the word that keeps coming up for us is predictability, but it's the same thing as reliability. Hey, I can count on you. I can count on that team. I can count on this release. I can count on that sale. I can count on that client, that that person that is going after that client. I know what I'm going to get. They've performed it over and over again. And there's a level of trust that we have that I know that I'm getting their best. And if they don't meet it, I got it. It's okay. Now, do we not do it five times in a row? Then we then it's not okay. Then we got to do a retrospective. We got to start talking. We got to figure out what's going on. Why have we slipped? But we don't slip that much. And we're that good. So we understand that you can create a reputation for reliability, execution, clear plans, efficient process, delivering on commitments, understanding that we're optimizing our resources, our people, our team, and that we can create momentum and build a reputation of reliability and be predictable to those that need us to be. So we talked about clear plans and, and I can't hammer on that enough. Like at the end of the day, there's two things here. And we're going to roll into this in the next couple of weeks in about a month with some of the lessons that we have planned. But there's going to be a correlation and a synergy and a handshake between execution and results. So you'll hear some of this again in a few weeks. Because at the end of the day, the more I research this and think about empowered teams and what I do for a living, all this sort of stuff, at the end of the day, in any business, in any software sales you know, getting clients, whatever it is, consulting. At the end of the day, we've got to get results. We've got to execute on a plan. And we've got to win. And we need to get outcomes. Like we could do all this stuff and be encouraging and have, you know, clowns and balloons and all this sort of stuff on Fridays and happy hours and pats on the back. And we could have this great vision of moving forward. And we could even game plan and all that. But at the end of the day, if we're not winning, If we're not executing, if we're not getting the results needed and required of us, we're losing. And if you lose enough, you'll be out of a job. If you lose enough, they close the doors. If you lose enough, you get fired. So that is all good and fine, right? But at the end of the day, we've got to execute. We've got to get results. So we talked about efficient process as well and making sure that we uncover and eliminate and identify all the roadblocks that are out there, all the challenges that are coming our way, all the setbacks that you have to, you have to have an efficient process that your team is able to overcome that stuff quickly, excuse me. 
The last three bullet points that we want to talk about today, and we don't have much time. I've tried to keep these to right around 30 minutes, but we've just got to have timely action, right? We have to emphasize to our teams the importance of timely action and meeting those deadlines and being predictable and reliable. And how much time do you spend with your team? Not in a browbeaten way. You've got to have it by this time. Well, it's too big. I can't get it done by that time. Hey, buddy, you need to have all the leaves in the backyard by noon today picked up. And I need I need it done by noon. Well, that, that like, hey, that's going to take me at least three days to do. Even if I did 10-hour days, I'm not getting it done. Well, get it done. No, let's come up with a game plan that we can execute, that we can get the results on, that we can get the outcomes on, that we can celebrate. And let's get it done together. But we've got to emphasize daily the importance of creating action and being inspired to action, being inspired to problem solve, but ultimately being able to deliver and meet our deadlines of when people want things. I work in the agile world, software world, and we go back and forth with people that are really smart, really intelligent, and really have this stuff down in terms of agile and software delivery and all that. And kind of the, sometimes this is what I hear. You'll get it when you get it because I'm working on this. We're going to show you, we're going to have demos and we're going to do all this stuff, right? And you're going to see it. And when we're done, we're done. Ah, I still need to know when I'm going to have it. I still need to be able to tell customers and stakeholders and executives and people that really own what the heck's going on around here when they could have it. So how can we have a comprehensive, complete, detailed, understood plan that we can execute on and being able to meet those deadlines of when people might want it. Now, if the deadline is, hey, dad, I'm not getting the leaves done for three days. Let's have a conversation. Let's understand the scope of the work. Let's understand what I really want. Maybe I only really want the front part of the lawn. Maybe I don't do it all, but let's focus in this area and let's get that done. And then let's reevaluate what we really need. Timely action meeting deadline. Timely execution is always going to come back to being able to meet those deadlines, executing on a clear plan, and being becoming and developing the reputation of being reliable. There's probably, there's, you know, you, people say this in these podcasts. And they do this blanket statement of this is the most important thing, right? I'm not saying this is the most important thing, but man, it would be really good if all of us out there, leaders, you know, we're all leaders, you know, anybody on the sales team to the executive, if everybody sat back and said, man, that person is reliable, that person I trust. And I'm reading a book right now called The Advantage. And we've talked about it in some other podcasts, but the foundation for any great team, any or great organization, the foundation that has to be laid down and has to be cared for every single day is trust. Trust. There's the trust of, I can count on him, her. They have the reputation for reliability. They are predictable. I can trust them. If there's any sort of problems or bottlenecks or slippage in date, uh, timelines and deadlines, I understand because I trust this person and what they say they mean. There's all that. But we've got to be able to become reliable to create momentum and celebration. We've got to be able to prevent delays that could impact the overall results that we've talked about.
we cannot miss out on the impact and the delay of the results that we have as a company, as a business, as people. So we've got to make sure that we're prioritizing our work based on urgency and the importance to create and maintain momentum. There is, there's something magical about, this is what we tried to do. I, when I went, I've been at the same place for about four years now. When we started, I evaluated a little bit the team I was working with. And then at the end of the day, we, I, you know, mentally, maybe I came up with four or five things like we got to do this now, now we cannot wait. We got to do this now. These are the big things that we can do. It's a change, but this will give us our greatest value, impact, and change. And they were big and significant. But at the end, what I wanted to do was this. I wanted to figure out immediately where we could win and what we could celebrate. That was it. Brand new team, probably underperforming. I don't like saying that stuff to teams I just roll into. You know, if I were the head coach, I'd be like, but it also just, you know, puts it on, you know, those people like they were, they were probably doing their best. And again, you're led a certain way. You are your leadership. You are the wins. There's Jocko Willing says, there's no bad teams. There's only bad leaders. There's no bad teams, only bad leaders. So I roll into this team and they were struggling. Maybe it's leadership. There's no bad teams, only bad leaders. And I'm not now suggesting that I'm a great leader. I'm just saying, hey, we rolled in and said, hey, these are the things we're going to do to get some wins. Because the more we win, the more we ring the bell, the more we sell, the more we release software, the more we get stories done, the more we you know, make sales calls, whatever it is, the more we can celebrate and really the more momentum we can create. Positive momentum. Creating the momentum to be elite. To be elite. And that was something we did. And then all of a sudden, that team starts executing Here's a 10-day sprint. Here's a 10-day sprint. Here's a 10-day sprint. And all of a sudden, they've got momentum. They've got celebration. They got acknowledgement. They got people coming in, seeing how they're working. They're now they're being celebrated, acknowledged. Emails are going. It changes everything. Figuring out the win, creating momentum, and celebrating. We've got to make sure that we encourage and approach where team members take initiative and own it. We've talked about that in pillar four and avoid whatever we can to, to avoid delays. There are so many things that happen in my world, in the software world where it's, yeah, we can't do that because of so-and-so. We can't do that because we're waiting on so-and-so. We can't, they could have other priorities and other urgent things, but we can't have things on the shelf waiting. How can we create urgency? How can we have an empowered team that owns everything that's going on, that it's our work, not my work, not their work, that can be ultimately over the top competitive, that every time they see something on the shelf, they know they're losing. How can they take the initiative to avoid unnecessary delays? The next bullet point, we only have a few minutes left to get through these, collaborative coordination. So how do you execute how do you build an empowered team that will execute? And you want to talk about clear plans, efficient process, timely action to minimize and prevent delays and collaborative coordination. We've got to be able to promote collaborative co coordination amongst our team members 
that, you know, that it, it just aligns to avoid any misunderstandings. The worst thing that we can have, at least in the software world, and I'm sure in many other worlds, are blocked work items, delays, things sitting on the shelf, no momentum, no wins, no acknowledgement, no celebration. We have got to have collaborative coordination, not only with our team and our language and our leadership and our understanding and our vision, but with all the other teams. This is what we're doing. This is why you're important. This is why we need you. Even though you're on another team, you are desperately needed. And let's create the urgency to get that work done. And let's make sure that we are taking the initiative to avoid delays. But you've got to do this. We've got to have, let me read this, seamless communication and alignment, seamless communication and alignment to avoid misunderstandings and dupl and duplication of efforts. That happens in, the, in our world. It happened with our teams recently. But we've got to facilitate regular communication and the sharing of information among team members. In the software world, we do that. Are we great at it? Some teams aren't. Hopefully the teams that I work with are. And the last thing, and then we'll close it up, is just to execute, to get the results to be winning, to be committed and dedicated, we've got to be adaptable. We've got to encourage adaptability in executing those plans. Jesse Itzler says, and we've said this in our podcast before, that it's the goals, the vision, the results aren't going to change that much. I'm doing this, and here's why it's important. Here's what I'm going to accomplish. Here's what we're going to accomplish. This is what we're doing. That's not changing. Here's when we may want it, April. That may not change. But we have to be adaptable and agile in executing those plans. The systems, the process may change. Hey, this isn't working for us. Cool. Let's, let's get everybody together and figure this out and come up with a better way. That works. You've got to be adaptable to everything. You can't, here's the phrase. If you struggle with that, and I do. On occasion, I've got my ways that I think work. Doesn't mean they're right. But here's the phrase. Really think this through as you think about your teams and being adaptable. You need to be adaptable as a leader. There are no bad teams, only bad leaders. Do you want to be right or do you want to get it right? Do you want to be right or do you want to get it right? I'd rather let, let's just get it right and move on. No delays honoring our commitments and making sure that we are delivering and building a reputation for reliability. An empowered team is prepared to adjust all the strategies in response to changing circumstances and complement, I'm sorry, that we have to, the changing circumstances to ensuring that we're staying on track for our goals. It's the whole Jesse Itzler thing. We need to adjust our strategies in response to all the changing circumstances, market conditions, customer needs, wants, you know, a new customer that wants this, like we, we're going to have to recalibrate, refocus, and let's re-strategize on our deliverables, our timelines, and our, our resources, our people, so we can utilize them best to meet these changes. But the goal isn't changing. We're going to stay locked in on our goals and our values and our mission and our vision. We've got to cultivate that mindset that embraces change 
and is open to new ideas and approaches. I don't need to be right. I just need to get it right. I need to win. Saw a post, you know, it brought a smile to my face. It's, it's nobody I know and it's nobody that knows me, but I was just scrolling through Twitter. Most of my Twitter feed is built up on basketball and teams. And it was this young athlete that just played in some league and I don't know him at all, but he said, all I want to do is win. And I sat there and said, I hope that's right. I hope that's true. Maybe all I want to do is win is meaning I've got to do X, Y. Like I need to do a lot. I need to score. I need to make the sales call. I need to be the one closing. I, that's fine. Be selfish with your role. Because at the end of the day, we just need to win. Michael Jordan was selfish with his role. I'm shooting the ball. I'm taking the last shot. I'm going to lead us in scoring. I'm going to be the best defensive player. Like, that's my role. Because I'm that good at this. You are this that good at that, which we need. But I've got to be selfish with my role. And I've got to be able to adapt. I just need to get it right. I just need to win. But we've got to, in, in closing and wrapping this up, Again, we've talked about encouragement and mindset and ownership and purpose and winning. Now we've talked about execution. We'll get more into a little bit of execution as it relates to results and decision-making here in the next couple episodes. Um, at the end of the day, we've got to execute on a game plan. And how can we make sure we're executing? Efficient process, having clear plans, efficient process, timely action to meet deadlines collaborative coordination so we can make sure that we are sharing all the information that we know amongst all our team members. How good are you at facilitating and leading your team to have collaborative coordination? That we're going to do this. We're going to do it every week, every day. And I'm going to make sure that we are aligned, that we understand that there's not to this point here, there's not, um, duplicated effort. Oh, I already did that. I'm doing that now. I started this. I started this. No. If those things bubble up, take ownership. Own it all. I'm responsible for this happening. What can I do to make this better? Let's create some action item. Like, it's all important. And the last one we talked about was adaptability. You can't always want to be right. You can't always want to get the credit. I'm talking with some leaders over the past uh, week or so where they are talking about their teams and visiting with me. And they were just continued to talk about how there are some people on their team that just absolutely have to have credit so much so that they sabotage other team members so they can get the credit of their work. And I'm sitting there going, man, you get what you tolerate, you get what you emphasize, and the emphasis should always be our work together, service and sacrifice and work and winning and these, how we build it, like encouragement and ownership and purpose and vision. Like we are doing this. This is how you contribute. It's our work. I'm not going to sabotage you. So if you want the credit or if I want the credit, I'm going to sabotage you. Dysfunctional team. And, and people that, at the end of the day, you've got to consider if they don't change, man, we've got to, I'm not dealing with this. I'm not dealing with people that have to get the credit. 
we will win. And when you do great, you will be celebrated. You will be acknowledged. You will have your name out there because as the coach, as the leader, as the manager, whatever you want to say, I will put you out front. And maybe that's what you need to do is put people more out front. So listen, I'm going to come back to this first sentence. We'll wrap it up. The execution involves turning plans into action and delivering on and honoring your commitments. Leave it right there. Develop. So what are turning plans? Like plans. Detailed, comprehensive, clear plans. We talked about it. Objectives and strategies that outline the team's direction. Communicating those plans. So everybody understands what those plans are, where we're going, why it's important, and how you contribute. Because at the end of the day, we've got to win. And in order to win, we need to execute on that plan. Man, if you, Jesse Itzler says this, and then I'll wrap it up. Man, if you don't wake up every day with a plan of what you're doing today, what you're doing with yourself, your personal life, your family, your kids, your businesses, your friends, if you don't wake up and be intentional about your day and your plans, and you're just winging it, you're going to lose. He says over and over again in the content I consume from Jesse Itzler, he says, I'm not good enough to wing it. And I go work with teams and organizations and companies and they're winging it. And we can't be great if we're winging it. So let's get aligned. Let's get transparent. Let's have a plan. Let's build empowered teams that encourage, that have a vision, that have a right, that the mindsets that we need, that are winning, that have absolute ownership. And at the end of the day, can execute on clear plans. Appreciate it if you've made it this far. I've enjoyed these lessons. It's helping me get better and level up in speaking it out, in researching it, in writing it down, and going over notes and in prepping and looking through books. Man, it's really been good for me to build this out. I hope you have a great day. Thank you.